0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. This podcast is now up on YouTube. You can find us. All you got to do is type in the Big Honker Podcast and uh, all of our episodes are up there now. So go check it out. Subscribe, hit the like and subscribe button. I bet you haven't heard that before a million times. The
1: hunting season is over. The boring days of the Waiting until September to get here. And listening to the Big Honker podcast, apparently. And we do appreciate everyone for listening. We want to thank our sponsors. First sponsor is Alpha Outdoor Specialties, which is also our newest sponsor. And they're coming out with the Stanfield Stool, which we will release by the end of the month. So it was Alpha Outdoor Specialties. They can do anything. Fabrications. They got it all. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. And we will have a lot more on Alpha Outdoor Specialties after we release the Stanfield Stool, which will be the new way to hunt in comfort in an A-frame or a pit blind.
0: No more hemorrhoids. Nope, I'm sitting on a bucket for too long. Alpha Outdoor Specialties, and then let's talk about dive bomb. It is the end of the year. The one of the major selling points of dive bomb is they are easy to pack away when the season is over. Especially if you get the bags like I've been telling you to do for the last three years. You get the bags, you put them away, clean them off, hose them off, do whatever you got to do, let them dry. Back in the bags, back in storage. For us, we just uh, we we cleaned out our trailers and uh loaded them back up so it's an easy storage solution you don't have to take up a whole grain silo like you do with those clunky ass full bodies to me that is really packing them up is kind of the best
1: thing uh in my mind and they're sitting ready to roll next year as soon as we're ready to go to hunt we could go to north dakota in august if we wanted to to hunt and we could pull a trailer up there and it's ready to go
0: uh, they got some new products on the market. They got the uh, kickback lay-down chair. So if you're looking for that, it's got armrests and a nice, uh, hell, I think it'll even give you massage if you get the deluxe version. But they got a lot of cool new products. You can check them out at divebombindustries.com. And if you're looking for an uh, easy way to uh, get away from the bulk of full bodies, Dive
1: Bomb is definitely the way to go. And our boys over at Boss. Brandon and them got it going on. Folks. All made in America. It only, it's like a train. Only takes one. You don't have to shoot them three times. Kill them. It takes one. They've had they've had product all winter. You've had to order them in the morning to get them by the time the day's out. I had a guy message me today and said, "Jeff, I'm coming to see you next November. When do I need to order my boss?" I said, "As soon as you want to do it." He said, "I ordered it. It's on the way now." It doesn't so, go bad. If you come to the Big Honker Lodge, you can order your boss, have it sent directly to the lodge, pick it up when you're here. Guys from California that hunt with me, a lot of them order all their shells, have them delivered here, pick them up when they leave on a hunt because they can't get them in California without going through a bunch of. Paperwork and pain in the ass. So if you want a boss, that's the way to go. That's BossShotShells.com. Hardest workers
0: ever. I mean, to to be faced with what they have had to overcome this this uh, this waterfowl season with the supply chain and all that other bullshit, and to have inventory in stock ready to roll, my hat's off to them. They pulled it off. Uh, they're the best in the business. So that's, that's who you should spend your money with. BossShotShells.com. So more people you should spend your money with are the boys up there, Spocompton Compton, Washington, Mr. Trevor, Austin, Alex Yerges, Pacific Calls. If you want to call in a bird, they've got a call for you. Whether you're chasing lessers, honkers, specks, snows, turkeys, turkeys coming up, they're a one-stop shop. And they are incredible guys. Um, if you want some custom engravings or whatever, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to oblige you. Just drop them a message, pacificcustomcalls.com. They've also got some sweet-looking gear that they're getting ready to release, uh, hats, shirts, and stuff stuff of the like. And I've gotten more messages about this. They said, hey, I saw you were wearing a Smoke em shirt on the YouTube channel. How do I get that? Well, it's easy. You go to pacificcustomcalls.com. They just got a fresh batch up yesterday, and they're not going to last very long. So check them out, pacificcustomcalls.com, and uh, tell them the Big Honker podcast people sent you. We're also brought to you by shin gear waders, the best waders that are on the market right now. They're so comfortable. I mean, it's like you're walking on clouds. It really is. I didn't get to wear them a whole lot. I only got to wear them a couple times as a matter of fact, but the times that I did, I did not want to, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to come out of them. I, I, I could easily see myself dry land hunting in a, in an a frame with shin gears on. I mean, they're that comfortable. You don't know that they're on you. The boots are incredible. The fabric uh, around your your torso and your legs are impeccable. They're tough. They're resistant. And they come with a, with a guarantee that they're going to stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So if you spring a leak, you call the people over at Shin Gear, and they'll get you taken care of in a reasonable amount of time. It's not like other companies where you have to order two pair of waders just to have one.
1: You send them to them, they
0: fix them in a in – a, Short amount of time, they send them right back to you.
1: You're ready to rock. I haven't had one person tell me that they, and everybody we're sponsored from, people give us feedback on them. Right. I haven't had one person give feedback yet that they had problems with waiters. Not one person. And they've been sponsored for six months. It's the best. You get what you pay for in this country. We ought to know that by now. If you get on Amazon and you buy something and it's cheap, usually you're getting a cheap product. If you buy something and you pay for good quality service and it costs a little bit more, you're getting what you're paying for and Machine Gear. It's exactly what you get. Good quality product with great customer service. And that's ShinGear.com.
0: We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way I start my morning every day out here at the Big Honker Lodge. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. The Missouri Boat Ride blend, the best that there is. Ever since I've had COVID, coffee has kind of had this bitter, weird taste to it. The Missouri Boat Ride, I do not get that. Little hints of sugar, and I'm out the door. Thermos is ready to rock and roll. Incredible people over there at Dirty Duck Coffee. They're always trying to find a new blend that works for everybody, but I'm telling you, if you get yourself the Missouri Boat Ride Blend, you will not be disappointed. They're going to uh, hunting shows right now. I saw, I think, they're at uh, the they're Houston, Houston Safari Club. Houston Safari Club. So if, you're, if you're in the Houston area, uh, go check them out. I'm sure they'd be delighted to shake your hand and sell you a nice bag of premium roast coffee. It's delicious. Dirty Duck Coffee, you won't be disappointed. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame that is on the market, the Lucky Duck 2x4 Blind. It fits foregrown, man, as advertised. It's tough. It's durable. Uh, Take your hide wherever you go. Uh, They also make waterproof spinners that are the best. And I tell you, another product that we just got turned on to is their Goose Flapper. We had uh, a very tough second half of our season, but actually, the Lucky Duck Goose Flapper convinced some wary speckle bellies and honkers and some snow geese to just give it up on a dime. If you're running into that problem, maybe your geese are getting a little wary of the flag, put that goose flapper out. It does make a big difference. Um, it's remote operated. You can, uh, you can change the wing cadence just off a touch of a button. You can turn it completely off. You can turn it on. Uh, they're easy to move around. So one morning, we had them on the wrong side. Geese were finishing uh, where we didn't want them to. Picked them up, moved them, no problem at all. That is over at LuckyDuck.com, and I'm telling you, the more more tools you have in your tool chest, better off you'll be. LuckyDuck.com. Also, we're brought to you by the boys at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, Mr. Logan Pyatt and Rebel Heron. Great guys. Uh, If you subscribe to their Patreon account, you can get full access to all the debauchery that they have going on over there. Uh, the bourbon review is still free to everybody, but if you want to hear uh, the nitty-gritty and the good stuff, you got to pay a little bit. go to their Patreon site, uh, pay your monthly subscription, and away you go. I think you can even spend up to 20 bucks if you want to. You can get the gold elite status. Uh, but they're great guys. they have a hell of a podcast. It's fun to watch them grow um, as podcast hosts. So we hope that you would tune in the Looking Glass. Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Gun Dog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged critter. The quick-release system ensures that that dog is where you want it to be, and it does not take a step forward until you're ready for it to. Um, I, tell you, I, I use it every single morning. Hook it onto Lou. It's easy to use. Pull the chain, and then there he goes um, when I, whenever I'm ready to release him. It's got anchors and different hookups to where if you're hunting out of a boat or a pit blind or whatever you got, you can always set up your quick release system. Works everywhere. Also, they've got the field trauma kit, which I think every hunting bag needs, every pickup truck needs. Um, Stop bleeding, stay warm, matches. I mean, it's got it all. Um, Alex Langbell has taken his career as a first responder, and he has put it all in a little bag for you. So if something bad happens, either to your hunting buddy, your dog, you're ready to go. So check them out at Gun Dog Outdoors and at least get the Field Trauma Kit because you need it. Also, we're brought to you by Steak Plains Meats. If you've seen the price of hamburger meat at the store, you would know why so many people are starting to buy bulk. They're getting these whole uh, whole steers. They're getting these whole beefs delivered. Um, If you've got the freezer space, it's definitely worth doing. Uh, hamburger meat's getting ridiculous. All the meat is getting ridiculous right now. But if you can, if you've got the storage, I would say everybody needs to stock up, buy in bulk. You can go to Steak Plains Meats down there in Crosbyton, Texas, um, and they will deliver to you.
1: They do. They do custom order steaks. They do it all. It's just a nice old fashioned meat market. And that's what you need. And I'm telling you we just got a, we just got a whole beef here delivered at the lodge the other day. It'll get you it's gonna get us through the summertime. We got three families. We'll take turns well not take turns, we'll just get whatever we need to get out of it. Hamburger meat, yesterday I checked on price of hamburger meat, almost seven dollars a pound. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that's what a steak was not long ago. Yeah, and so you, you know, if, if you're on if you're on a budget, you know, take save a month's worth of money, go get your stuff, and save that meat because meat's gonna be in high demand if you're buying it off grocery stores all the time. There's plenty of cattle in Texas. Buy it local. Go to a local p- p- meat place like Steak Plains Meats. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield
0: Hunting Outfitters. If you're wanting dates for this coming waterfowl season, uh, you better get on the horn within the next couple of weeks because number one, we sell out most of our dates the year before. And what dates we do have left, uh, they're going pretty quick.
1: I've got right now the week before Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's, I still have some dates open. If you want any of that, you better call me pretty fast. November dates are going real quick. we got an extra week of season we're going to get probably the November 5th week, so I have some of them dates still open. But if you want dates and you want on our calendar, you need to let me know pretty damn fast. And yes, I do answer my phone. had someone ask me that again today. It's really Jeff. Yeah. Is this really you, Jeff? Yes. Uh, Nobody else is going to answer the phone around here. I don't even know how to answer it. (laughs) Too fancy. Anyways, call me or send an email goose at west, W-E-S-T-E-X dot net or jstanfield 68 on Instagram. Thank you so much. God bless y'all. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this episode
0: of the podcast, we are joined by Corey Alkerton. He is a trapper up there in uh, north of the border up in Canada. Uh, Also make some calls, so this is a very interesting podcast. His family is... uh, one of the biggest trapping families in the world. So um, it was a lot of fun talking to him. So we hope that you enjoy it. Here he is, Corey Alkerton.
1: Welcome to the Big Honker podcast brought to you by Steak Plains Meat. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world famous Andy Shaver.
0: I went to the grocery store yesterday, mm-hmm. $15.50 per pound
1: for ribeyes. You could have bought bulk ribeyes for $6.99 a no, pound no, 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 the other day. No, I didn't buy any. Oh, you just saw that? I you, just saw it. They I said was, was walking, people, I didn't have
0: to get any meat.
1: A store, a grocery store south of us had a sale the other day $6.99. $6.99. They said there was people standing in line getting them. What? Yep.
0: That's what I was told. I went and got one just because, so I could do, uh, you did, kid. Why
1: didn't you tell me he's going, I had to get me a couple of them. I forgot. Mom said y'all were going. She didn't tell me that though. Yes. Oh, well, I was going to buy four of them. You can't, You well, you, and I, I was going to get two go. and she was going to get two. But anyways, they said there was a line. Somebody went and said, Harry saw me, said there was a line of people. When I went
0: there, I went there the last day of the sale.
1: Was there a me left? Yeah. I ought to call him over there and see if he's got any left. He treats, hey dickhead he, he treats us pretty good we bought a lot of we bought a lot of beef off him last year anyways to- from the land of crazy fucking people i guess i <laughs> used uh, say land of maple syrup from canada from ottawa it's not ottawa 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 Corey alkerton Corey, how are you doing sir
2: good good guys glad to be here glad to be on today
1: yeah it's exciting So exciting times canada gets to remove the mask on march 21st 13 correct? days For 13 now. days 12 days and and i asked this off air yeah. and i'm gonna ask it again what the fuck happens in the next 13 days that makes them mask gonna go away we're gonna have just covid's gonna fucking disappear in 13 days or what on
2: i guess so you know that's when it's, it's all done and over on the 21st i guess so but lockdown the next 13 days don't move. So. <laughs> this is the this is the real
0: two weeks to stop the spread. It's right now. It wasn't two oh, years yeah. ago. Yep. It's right now. We got to get this serious is most about stopping part the spread. Of year. This,
1: we're in the home stretch. I'm telling you, when Fauci and those crazy rich fucking Asians come up with it, and you can say crazy Asians because there's a show called that, rich Asian, Asians, crazy yeah. rich Asians. Anyways, you gotta be. I'm trying to be politically correct, trying to change my world. It is not fun being politically correct at all. It sucks. Anyways, no, it's not. Those. Crazy ass rice eaters. Can I say that, or is that racist?
0: I would. I would venture that's on the on the do not say side.
1: Well, Mexicans eat lots of rice. Why people eat lots of rice? So why why is that just you're being racist? You're you be, assumed I was talking about Chinese people. <laughs> Anyways, well, were you talking about Mexicans or white people when you? No, Fauci wasn't in bed with them. Oh. Anyways. When they built that fucking virus, they built that fucker to know that if it stays out after nine or ten o'clock at night, it's 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 bad. Mm -hmm. Or that virus won't jump on your ass from the time you walk to your table. table. And if you sit at your table and you're eating, it won't bother you. But you got to wear your mask to the table. So that's a fucking hellacious virus. But I saw that shit where thirteen days. It's just crazy that the and these fucking. I know a girl in Canada that's a fucking lunatic liberal. And she lives on the uh-huh. opposite side of this country than you do. But her family has bought in. And I saw the other day that for the first time in two years, her daughter had a social function with friends of hers from school. Two fucking years they've been locked up in it and done shit. <laughs> Dude, I've been, uh, what are we, two and a half
2: years? So the last year I got it. Yeah, last year I got it it was Saskatchewan. I went, I came home. Within six days, I bought an engagement ring, proposed to my fiance, and I'm still not fucking married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've been two years
2: trying to have a wedding in my backyard, and they won't allow that shit.
0: They won't even let cause you Because I got
2: it. over 100 people or something. They wanted, at one point, we could have it, and they had we had to, what, you had to have tables 10 feet apart, only four people at a table. So that means that you got to order twice as many tables, you know, and we got to have it in a tent. You know, it was in the fall. My wedding was supposed to be opening day of dog season. And, like, oh, man, it was just the, the loops we're going to have to jump through to have it. We just said – first year we couldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Last year we just said, no, nope, we're not having it. You know, it's just – and we ended up having a one-year-old daughter instead. So, I mean, it's basically like we're married anyways. I call her my wife. <laughs> you know, it is is what it is. Hopefully this year we can do it. Well, after the 21st and 13 days we can get married. So,
1: yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, it's,
2: uh, you it's got- been – and you know, that, that wears on people up here. You're, you know what I mean? That wears on you after a while, and it's trying. And you know, to see what it's done outside of the, the whole being getting sick thing, you know, mm-hmm. I, I said right from the get go, they're going to make the cure worse than the cost. And for yeah. a lot of people, it has, you know. So well, it's
1: it's it, crazy.
0: It's terrible to
2: see what it's done.
0: And especially when yeah. you look at Canada like you're up there, your days are short during this time of year. There's a lot of people up there that have seasonal depression because it's fucking dark and it's cold and it's gloomy for it seems like 10 months out of the year. I hate and it. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you can't even go outside and socialize with people. The pubs are shut down. The the, yeah. the neighborhood bars have been shut down. And, I mean, you know, the, the, the social aspect, I agree, is, has been way more detrimental than oh, the little yeah. sniffle that you get. And I'm not deme- – I understand that people have died from this, and you know, so yep, there's a yep. certain percentage of the population that does not do well with COVID-19. I understand that, but for 99.7% of the people that get it, it's a, it's a case of the common cold. Um, if you've yep. got it and you've had an adverse uh, time with it, I'm sorry. I know people have lost loved ones, but for the majority of people, it's a case of the common <laughs> cold. Jeff's got COVID. He's coughing over here. But uh, for
1: the <laughs> No I had COVID And I was I'm on team Ivermectin Pro staff member and.
0: But the social experiment That we conducted On these On everybody It's been Atrocious
2: Oh yeah Well I mean It, it was crazy up here Like The The stupidity Around it You know With oh we're gonna open this up Like My wife used to be uh, A bartender waitress You know Right in local Little watering hole in town here And you know, so I got when COVID started, you know, she lost a lot. We were, you know, it was tough. Like yeah. she lost a lot of money. And uh, so she got pregnant and, you know, went on Matley. Basically, she was going to make more money on Matley, And then, you know, to watch what it's done to the restaurant industry up here, it's just crazy. And I mean, it was like minus 35 Celsius, which I don't know. You guys don't know what uh, probably what that is. It's damn cold, really cold. And they're opening patios but you can't go in the bar. So you got snowmobiles <laughs> showing up and minus 35, your beer is frozen in two minutes, you know? like Ooh, that would be good though. But there's, they, there were some warriors, they were, patios were full there when they said they could do that because people are just sick of it, you know? They gotta do something, gotta get out, gotta, you know, get outside of it, so it, uh... Hopefully, I don't know in in the next eleven days, twelve days, something stupid doesn't happen, you know. But we'll I see. I don't there'll understand be, be this. It this
0: says negative sure. thirty five is also negative negative thirty five Celsius is negative thirty one Fahrenheit. It's so fucking that's it's fucking cold. Fucking cold.
1: I've never seen that kind of temperature, and hope I don't ever. Yeah. I was in um. We we shut down that first January or in February March is I guess we got shut down. It was right during. It was the end of March. Yes, no, it was the first of March because they were doing the they were fixing to have the college basketball tournaments and they canceled all. That. So we're coming up on our time right now. They were fixing to have the conference tournaments <coughs> when they canceled it. And me and Michelle were up and we were up towards y'all. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I was up by Niagara Falls and stuff. We got home and yes. and basically we had we were we shut down. Texas did. About middle April, I started tornado chasing in April, and I would get out. And no, then, we
0: canceled all of our turkey season. We canceled. No, it. no,
1: no, no. I know that, but most of Texas, I mean, the, everything was shut down through April. Yes, and I was, I, I went tornado chasing, so I would get out because Michelle would give me shit about me getting to get out and go places. Fuck, I, I was, I didn't do, I didn't change much. Uh, then I couldn't go to the casino because they were shut down. But by middle of May, everything in Texas was wide open again. Everything. We were doing – there wasn't there wasn't hardly any masks being worn. Restaurants were open. We were back to normal. And me and Michelle went to the northeast in October. No, we were there in July. That year we went to July. We went up north in July. And we walked around – no, it would have been the fall, wouldn't it have been? Anyways, when we got to – it was in the fall. It was in October. We went to Boston, and there was cars lined on the road, and I'll never forget all the dust and dirt on them where they had been setting. And all the restaurants there had had no inside dining, but all the parking lots were where they were feeding people. And they had tents up. And I thought, Mm -hmm. you can't go fucking inside, but you can be in a tent with people in the parking lot and eat. This is stupid as shit. Because I'm coming from a place that's basically wide open. Mm -hmm. Texas, by May of the first year, we're coming on two years of us being doing whatever the fuck we want to do. And it just shocks me that there are places in the world still, like in 13 days, y'all get to take a mask off. I, I can't yeah, believe it, on a, uh, air, in an airplane. You know, I w- I've been in, we, I've been in Mexico twice in the last month, and there's a lot of Canadians there. And them some bitches, they were you'd think they were fucking sixteen year old kids and got <laughs> keys to the parents' booze cabinet because that's the first they had to oh, go to man. Mexico to get freedom. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know,
2: everybody says, you know, we got our freedom, blah blah. You know, everybody was against that convoy and stuff. But then when they go on vacation to the south or where right. covid's not existent, they're so happy yeah. and it's like you forgot that you lost that freedom to you know be happy to do whatever you wanted to do you know and then they say well you got freedom. It, we're not you know held down here but i mean they, we're limited and uh yeah it's just enough's enough and what's crazy is there's still people that are all for it, you know yeah. and they'll bitch and moan at you and but the worst part is nobody has followed the rules to a T. You know, mm. we were locked down here. You weren't allowed to have family, or uh, you couldn't have any more than ten people over, or something like that. Nobody followed the rules. Like people on eleven over, or whatever. Nobody followed the rules to a T. So if you, you know, you can't say nothing. Yeah, you know, but you still get people barking at you. I mean, not like a hardware store I was talking about in town here. I went in to buy masks because my last one the freaking earpiece broke this is months ago and i'm buying a pack of masks for six bucks or something and the lady walks in looks at me and i mean i know these guys at the hardware store personally and she looks at me and she says well, i thought we had to have masks on the stores I'm,
0: bitch i'm, I'm trying
2: I'm trying to buy a pack of masks right yeah and uh you know my buddy wayne he says like oh Yo, can't you see he's trying to buy masks she's like well if you knew you didn't have masks, you should have called ahead and ordered them and had them bring it outside. <laughs> of like, are you kidding me? So, and I mean, I'm dealing with that in a small town hardware store. So it's just crazy up here. At, you know, maybe I'm the lunatic, tech, I guess, but I no. don't know anymore. What, what, what it's, you,
1: it's wild. Do you think if Trudeau ran again today in a fair election, because I don't think we have fair elections because we've got dipshit in office now because they fucked us on mm-hmm. Trump. Do you think he would win re-election mm-hmm. in Canada again, Trudeau?
2: I don't think we have a fair election, but yeah, I think he get in. He's really? you know he's yeah. brought so many but the cities right like right. Toronto and Ottawa it's full of liberals. He's you know he's brainwashed so many people that they vote for him, and that's what controls it. You know, it doesn't matter. Like he he didn't get the majority vote. You know, like only thirty three percent of the pro or country voted for him. But it's just the major cities vote for him. So Toronto runs the whole damn country. And, I mean, he's brought so many votes over on ships. It's just, it's wild. Like, I don't know. We'll probably be stuck with him again. I don't know what's going to happen. He's, I hope not.
1: <laughs> he's a cocky little fucker. I can't believe somebody drug him out and beat the shit out of that little bastard.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah i don't know i I'd, I'd hate to run into him i would <laughs> I, I really don't know what i
1: do i, I would love at least y'all we can't even talk to our fucking president which he don't know if he's shitting his pants or eating fruit loops so anyways but we can't we nobody gets to ask him any questions they they could they coddle his old fucking dementiated riddle the last anyways which he's not calling yeah. the shots and i think it's pretty i think it's pretty open everybody knows he's not calling the shots because he don't know what he's doing but it's it's just like this mm-hmm. Keystone pipeline. We shut off the Keystone pipeline to um, li- limit our economy and to hurt it, and then we do the same thing to Russia. Yeah. But opening ours up wouldn't help us any. He says he's he's a dumbass. Let's talk other things other than politics. That's what we got here. So you are yes. a you, you you make you make calls, and you also you have a trapping business, correct?
2: Yeah. So well, it's yeah. So it's a family business. My my father is uh the president or the owner uh my mom's the office lady my brothers he, he uh my older brother he runs uh he runs him you know a lot of the company now too he's calling the shots i guess my parents are both kind of semi-retired uh my fiance uh she just started working for us in the office probably going to take over my mom's position and yeah, we, we do wildlife control. It, uh, we you know if you got raccoons in your house, we get them out. It's kind. Of, we don't do pest control. We don't do bugs, but I mean we deal with bats. We trap. You know and we do different things. We trap bears at dumps. Uh, you know we've went up north, trapped wolves, and not all that's been for work. But uh, we have a contract with uh, Hydro One. It's called. It's basically the power generation for Ontario, and a lot of times raccoons, anything that climbs you know, raccoons, squirrels, possums, they get into those hydro sites and they, you know, ground out on a transformer and blow it up. Mm-hmm. So we prevent that. We do all of Ontario. We, uh, yeah, I don't know how many guys, like 20, 20 guys full-time, something like that, maybe more than that, going across Ontario, trapping raccoons in the cities, downtown Toronto, Ottawa, all over the place. And, uh, yeah, we do bats and different things, you know. How we do you do a, do lot a bird bear. control?
0: You said you do bears also. How do uh, you do that?
2: Yeah um we use uh well we live trap them with like uh, footholds we have foothold okay. traps um yeah so it uh, pr- some different work we uh we've had some pretty cool cool jobs uh back in 2017 so i guess i say there's a trap company called belial foot snare what it is like a jaw style trap but it holds a snare and it, it when it goes off you know as the old jaw style kind of traps same idea but it's more modernized, right? And uh, it doesn't throw the snare, but the snare is in the jaws, and it comes up onto the foot. And when the, and ma- it was made for a coyote, they made a bigger one for wolves, um, and then they made a bigger one, I believe, for bears. Anyways, um, my dad, I guess, helped design that with the fellow that you know owns the trap and sent him all over the place, you know, Australia back in 2002, I believe, and then he sent me, my dad, and my brother over to Hungary with it to train trappers over there in 2017 so that was pretty cool we got to go to europe for oh, i don't know a couple of weeks anyways yeah two weeks go over there and trap jackals and foxes and all kinds of stuff got to got to hunt over there shot a shot a roebuck and shot a couple of pigs over there it was pretty wild different uh whole different lifestyle over there so That's yeah trappings took us pretty far it's been it's been good to us and trapping keeps you in the bush you know um, being you know waterfowl hunter deer hunter I grew up deer hunting and you know the extra time that you spend in the bush you know it always makes you better and you know not my job was basically I'm a beaver trapper is what I do in the summertime and uh, you know you're spending more time in the bush you're learning about deer constantly ducks constantly you see a lot of duck spots when you're a beaver trapper you know (laughs) so it uh yeah so i've you know the old phone gets a workout dropping pins on duck spots in the middle (laughs) of july uh, might be some ducks in here so yeah that's how what i grew up doing and uh yeah it's made me better it's uh you know you're always learning so trap trapping's good and you know more people should do it it's a dying trade but the nuisance work there's no money in the fur industry anymore, but the nuisance work, there's money in it. So so, me, good.
1: so, so we're not doing – and this wears me out on watching our shows. We're not relocating these animals. You're dispersing these animals, right? You're killing them. No. Yeah, yeah everything's uh,
2: – I mean, we don't relocate because the problem can always come back. Right. I mean, we, we guarantee our work. We're getting rid of the problem um it sucks you know at the end of the day not you don't want to kill everything you don't want to kill all of it you got to it's your own know, maintenance program and you know we can only guarantee that raccoon doesn't come back to that hydro station one way and you know if you're taking a raccoon out of a house and taking it down the street it's just coming back you know we like somebody else's back. house well and that's
0: on. what happened my neighbor lady she's got like a cat a pet door she's got cats that don't use a litter box yep. so she's got a pet door so the cats can go outside in the middle of the night to use the bathroom she was, every year in August, it's every year in August, she gets raccoons in her house. Well, mm-hmm. R, to start off with, the city the would take them uh, a couple miles out and then drop them off. Fuckers kept coming back. Mm-hmm. So, oh, finally, yeah. come it's, back it's just, you gotta, and it gets rid of the problem. Yeah, and,
2: and here you can't. You can't relocate. Most people don't know that mm-hmm. here. It's the law because of the spread of disease. You can't, it's illegal to relocate pretty much anything. Um, especially raccoons. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, we had a bad outbreak of rabies, not all that long ago, like four or five years ago. So, uh, I mean, most. but Pete, you know, if you catch your own raccoon and then take it down the road, you're not going to get fined for it. Nobody's going to catch you. But if you got, you know, a big business doing that and you start relocating, that's who they want to find, right? They want to get you there and then you're going to lose everything. So we don't relocate. Um, You know, we uh, we try to, you know, manage wildlife and and manage the conflict between wildlife and people. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of times it's not an animal problem. 90% of the time, it's a people problem, you know, for instance, you know, the coons getting in the house through the cat door, Well, yeah. close the cat door and right. not the coons fault. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Same thing with garbage, you know, put a locking lid on the garbage. It's, Get rid of the bear it's problem. fixable. Well, yeah, you know, it, uh, it's fixable. Just, you know, people just don't want people complaining about squirrels up here all the time and squirrels are in my house. Well, you have a warm house and you hung bird feeders from the front porch, and it's full <laughs> of bird seed. Where's he going to go with that bird seat? Right he through this off it, you know? It's take the bird feeders down, you know, especially. I get it in the wintertime when there's two, three feet of snow. I got bird feeders out. It's not so bad then. But in the summertime, people got bird feeders out, and it's like there's
0: lots of bugs and stuff
2: <laughs> for birds to They ain't starving <laughs> in the summer. Yeah. No, people love them squirrels just to watch them and then complain when they chew the wires in their house.
0: So, and it's probably yeah, the a lot of people too. Probably the PETA people too that are the ones that bitch the most. Uh, you know, they, they'd get on to you about killing yep. Fluffy the squirrel any other time, but by God, when it's in their attic, you know, all of a sudden shoes on the other foot, and we got to get rid of this yep. cute little furry animal that's fucking about to start a house fire.
1: I watched a one oh. of, one of them Game Warden shows the other day, and they they trapped a coon. There was there was a problem. It was getting in someone's house. So what they do they drove it oh it's a nice place here it's got a lot of woods they took it four miles away blah blah, blah. there's a fucking house right around the corner down there <laughs> it's gonna go get in somebody else's fucking house shoot the fuck it's a coon shoot the son of a bitch i mean there's there we're not running out of them yeah. they're everywhere trust me we can show you game nah. feeders around every deer feeder we have around here and there's a family of coons. we used to have a covey of quail at every feeder now we got a family of coons at every corner everywhere you go yep so uh, it
2: uh Well, I was down in Texas in 2010, we were trapping down there, I was trapping coyotes on deer ranches over in East Texas, Wascom, uh, Wascom around Marshall, I was over there uh, with my old man, we were trapping, and uh, for like the deer feeders, I've never seen deer hunting like that, you know, (laughs) deer feeders, just crazy. And the amount of coons underneath it was just wild, you know. And, and down there, you can shoot at nighttime. I never tried that before. You know, you can't shoot, you can't even discharge a firearm up here after dark. So, we went out shooting shooting coons with the spotlights, man. That was fun. That was, fun. <laughs> that was the best, one of the best places I ever traveled to was Texas.
1: <laughs> we, we, we we corned the roads in front of the lodge every night, just this, the entryway into here. And I come out here the other night, and there was 50 deer within a 400 yards. Just in front of our deer at the lodge, just in the parking lot of the lodge feeding. We corn them every night and they come there every that's night. That's
0: crazy. We're keeping that in our back pocket <coughs> for when the world finally does end, we can just come out here and we've got our we got fifty deer conditioned yeah, we got a lot of protein. To, just, to just come out. But that's what's interesting is Oh yeah. The way Texans deer hunt and the way the rest of the world deer hunts, like you, you've got you basically got a crazy. pet that is conditioned to go to that feeder at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, hunting maybe not.
1: We corn that, we, <laughs> we're stretching here yeah. a little bit. We, we corn that road, and they come to that corn. But when that feeder goes off, them fuckers come out of the woods. You don't even see a deer at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That feeder goes off. Them 50 deer, there's been as many as 80 to 90 of them up here in the mm-hmm. evening time. When that son bitch goes off, they come in. They're smart. They know. But we're just training yeah. our deer better than we, the other people. But you can't Well,
2: I, I think my old man caught on to that. He, uh, the other day, he was out. So, like I say, we still got a lot of snow here. He takes a snowblower on the tractor mm-hmm. and plows past for the deer to get to the feeders. <laughs> and then he gets four, t- four, four tons of corn and put piles out with the tractor. So then I think this morning, I think it was just this morning, I had like 28 deer, my mom was saying, that come out in the field. And it's just like clockwork. As soon as you put the tractor in the barn, they just come walking out single file. Because they don't want to walk through all that snow. Right. So they walk just like just like a walking path for them. So
1: <laughs> now, if you're not hunting, it, is that legal up there if you're not hunting them? Can you feed the deer if you're not hunting? Them?
2: Yeah, you can bait. You can bait deer. You can hunt. I can hunt right over those bait piles. Oh, yeah. uh, you can up there. Yeah, for for deer. Yeah, we can hunt over bait piles up here. Yep.
0: See, so. in Ohio, where my buddy lives, like you can't even. You got to pull them off like thirty days, or it's turkey. I don't think you can shoot turkey over food plots. Of all fucking things, we can't.
2: We can't hunt over uh, bait up here for turkey. You have to be four hundred meters from a
0: right.
1: feeder. How far is that, like a mile away? How far is a meter? It's
0: a quarter mile. I
1: don't know. Three feet. Okay. I don't know shit about meters. The the
0: 400-meter run is a quarter. Okay. Quarter mile.
1: I don't know shit about meters. I was playing golf one time, and a guy sliced a golf ball into a fucking tennis center where they were teaching kids to play tennis, and he screamed for And this fucking lady comes out running, and she had a fucking tennis skirt on, and she's fucking full bore running with this golf ball. She comes running at us. And it's him and another guy are in front of us. And I'm in the back cart with my pain at the time was probably about 12. And pain's like, dad, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Cause I wouldn't meet the hit it. And she starts chewing on his ass. And she goes, you missed a kid's ear by six centimeters. And I'm like, you know, how, what is that? How far is that? You know, I'm like, fuck are We talking 10 feet. We talking about a hundred yards. Fuck. I don't know what it is. And she's chewing on his ass, and So I had to ask her how far that was. Cause I didn't know what centimeter was. And she was a real bitch. <laughs> So I told her, so I kind of cussed at her. Me and her finally started having fucking words. And then she goes, who are you? Who are you? So I told her I was the name of the head football coach there, a kid named Jason Lavender that that I knew grew up and we left. And so I guess she called the cops on Jason Lavender. But anyway, she was a real bitch. You just couldn't let it go. No, I was fucking, no, she just, she was chewing on Coach, she was chewing on my buddy Coach Steele's ass about what a shitty golfer he was. She goes, <laughs> well, she shouldn't goes be a shitty you golfer. must not be much of a golfer if you're playing golf here at the Champions Course in Wichita Falls. And I said, well, you must not be much of a fucking tennis coach if you're teaching tennis over fucking there at a free fucking place. So <laughs> there, it goes both ways.
0: You just can't let so, shit go. So,
1: but she didn't bitch at Coach Steele, then she started <laughs> bitching at me. Huh? See? But she threw me when she said, you missed that kid's ear by two centimeters. I'm like, well, fucking how far is that, you know? Like, would we wake up in Germany this morning? We don't know how fucking far it's an inch. You know, she just said three inches. I'd be like, God damn, that was close. <laughs> so threw me for a loop. But the centimeters just completely threw me for. A, I didn't know what the fuck she's talking about. So I'm trying to figure out what 2 I'm trying to think two centimeters. Is that like a, you know, a yardstick away or, you know, what? We're talking need missing by half a tennis court. So she invited me into the conversation.
0: And you just couldn't use low hanging uh-huh. fruit. Um, so how do you, what is it? Just You just carry 22 with you and pew, for the little raccoon.
2: Um, well, when we're trapping, um, no. like we use cage traps and stuff like that.
0: How do like you dispatch them? I how catch you, them in. How do you get rid of them?
2: Um, uh, we use like a gas chamber, CO2. Oh. It's just, you know, it's right like slating gas. Yeah. But it's probably the most uh, ethical way. You know, how do if, uh, you uh, put a gas mask
1: how hey, you put a you gas mask man. on them it's Dumb just a, fucker
2: No we just take the trap Put it inside the tin box Put the lid on Alright I got that Hose what, goes in Just psh,
1: what, So, so what about off. when you got in a foot trap though Like a bear Like a like a cow If you got a cow in a foot oh, trap Oh yeah you're, you, do? you ain't putting that motherfucker oh, a in a damn just, gas chamber
2: No But the coyote you just get a snare pole, Put a snare pull Get him around the neck And then just hold him down on the ground pick them up put them in a cage don't ain't that bad yeah, um, what about a mountain lion wolves are bad wolves are bad i don't know never caught a mountain wolf yeah i mean we kind of did a little experiment um my, my old man's probably considered one of the one of the best or one of the better uh, coyote trappers in north america probably and uh he we did a little experiment you know they're they're like a dog and uh we we're grabbing coyotes and you know, force them into the ground with the snare pull on and yell at them like a dog yelled down. Right. And they would cow. they just cowl right down, relax. You just grab them by the scruff of the neck, fire them in a cage.
1: Really? Wolves <laughs> on the other
2: hand. Wolves are, yeah.
0: Wolves know
1: Yeah, wolves better. are a lot different. Well, they're a lot bigger.
2: Yeah, and while, well, you have a catch circle, right? When you go up to a coyote on a foothold, he's on the backside of a catch circle. He doesn't want nothing to do with you. You come up to a wolf in a catch circle— he's on your side of the catch circle cuz he wants to eat you. I mean, he not he's not scary. He don't know what you are up north like big timber wolves. Right. They don't know what humans are. They're not scared of nothing. It uh trapping wolves is probably one of my favorite things to do. It uh there's nothing like being in the bush with something that you know, wants to eat you too It's it's crazy. We set traps one night. We set like 300 snares up about 13 14 hours north of here. And uh Well, hold on, hold on. First 13 night, hours north. Jeff,
0: they're by Ottawa. Yeah. They're Jesus yeah. Christ,
1: where are you at? North Pole? Jesus Christ, Jeff. 13 Timmons. hours north T- would be a long fucking way. We went eight hours north, and there's still all that shit above where we were in Carrot River. How? We're, we're, I'm going to look this up on the map. How far is 13 hours north of Ottawa? Jesus.
2: Timmins. Timmins, Ontario. They, you, you uh, yeah, got a whole we were bunch up there. The, uh, the wolves tracked us back to camp the what? first night. Fuck I mean, up. we're... So we were you, in the camp that's like 12 by 12, sleeps four guys, and you have one little table you eat at, and the snow was blowing inside the door. I mean, oh, it was minus 43. That's coldest weather I've ever seen. Whew. And, uh, yeah, the first night, I, well, I went out to take a leak in the morning. There was like two or three feet of snow on the little porch we had, and I went out to have a leak, and I kind of looked, you know, off the deck, and it was just like a path around the camp.
0: Where they've been uh, circling. So what the hell is
2: that? It looked like they were going around the camp in the dark so a little little nerve-wracking slept with the 22 magnum i was on the couch beside the front door frost blowing in the front door and i slept there with 22 magnum for you know, a week or two anyways in the bush it, it was fun though you get
0: oh hold on you you froze up a little bit if you can hear me it might be ours
1: 13 hours god damn that's almost to james bay
0: well yeah, you got all the fucking area up there. There's Jeff. not
1: very many roads or towns up there. Oh, there's plenty up there. No, Canada's, there's not. Got I'm a looking. Great,
0: Canada's got a great infrastructure.
1: Corey. We lost you. Yeah. We, got, we lost you. Yeah. During the story when you when you told us Timmins from Timmins, Ontario on. No, we lost you, you no, you were sleeping with the twenty two mag. Yes, you're sleeping with the twenty two mag by the door. That's where oh, we, that's guys. where we lost you.
2: Yeah. So I was saying um you know it's a little nerve-wracking uh, you know being that far in the bush like you know where there's like six feet of sugar snow they call it up there i mean you jump off the snowmobile and you're right to your armpits in snow Oof. so we did kind of two experiments when we were trapping wolves like that was baiting in the bush have a bait site like a moose hide and just surrounding it with snares so because when you kill a couple wolves they're leaving mm-hmm. they're, they're smart like that you know where like i said. You know coyotes coyotes are harder to catch because coyotes are calculated right they don't they don't make mistakes they every step they take where wolves are ballsy they'll 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 step anywhere now is that just
0: because that wolves know that they're an apex predator and they can kind of they can go in harder than than a coyote yeah
2: Yeah, the wolf has no really no fear right they have no fear man they don't know what man is really when you're that deep in the bush so they really don't care what you are, where coyotes, you know, you'll never get a coyote to step on a stick. I don't know if that picked up before the, the break there, but you'll never get a coyote to step on a stick. Really? Yeah, he doesn't want anybody to know he's there. He's never going to break that stick, where a wolf will step on that stick because he doesn't care if anybody knows he's there. Right. You know, he's they're, they're ballsier. So they're a little easier to catch, but they're still smart. Like I'm not taking that away, anything away from wolves. There's a different kind of style of trapping. Um yeah so the experiment we did was bait in the bush surrounded with snares or like i said there's like six feet of snow so we took the snowmobiles and we have a sleigh off the back one guy drives the snowmobile the guy in the sleigh the guy drives beside a tree and you hang a snare off the tree and then drive to the next tree And, and you know you do that for so many hundreds of kilometers and you loop yourself back to camp so we did that because wolves are always path of least resistance. They're gonna run the sidewalk, right? If you have six feet of sugar snow and you just drove a sled over it, they're gonna run right on top of that path. So it was kind of neat. We were catching wolves. You're zigzagging down the old logging roads and trails and stuff, and you're cutting the trail. And then three days later, you're catching wolves. Just you're kind of trajectory them right through the the snare, right? So it's pretty neat. It, it was. I still say that the bait sites worked better, but it was uh, pretty cool nonetheless. Just to trap wolves and you know find that out. So, what,
0: what did you what you stock these bait sites with? Moose hide. Moose hide and you throw it out there. Yeah,
2: moose hides, old deer hides and stuff. Yeah, you just throw them out there. Well, you just don't throw. It out. You wire them or chain them to a tree somehow because uh-huh. they'll just take off with it, right? So right. you want to keep it there. So put a piece of rebar, jam it into the frost. So yeah.
0: And you were up no, there only, uh, you, That's that was your sole mission up there, was only to trap wolves.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, so that was just on a buddy's, um, mo- like, trap line. Yeah. But uh, it's where he moose hunted also, and there's hardly any moose left. The wolves have ate themselves at a house and home up north. Like, well, we, we caught, I don't know, we caught seven or eight wolves in one trip. Brought them back, did e-cropsies on them, had some doctor do e-cropsies on them. And opened up their stomachs and what we found is that they're starting to eat each other They're oh, almost fuck. cannibalistic we yeah because they you know wolves are one of the only animals that thrive in the winter and starve in the summer or everything else seems you know do better opposite <coughs> the wolf only has two sources of food beaver and moose so in the summertime the beaver just goes to the water the moose just goes to the water or moose I swim a wolf any day of the week so in the wintertime the moose that goes for the lake they just get them out on the ice and kill them right mm-hmm. so in the winter time they can kill moose a lot more efficiently and then they you know in the spring the beaver will have his hole where he comes out when he runs out of food in his feed bed so they just pick off beavers so they they gain a lot of weight you know and in the springtime is when you're going to find your big big wolves and uh, it's crazy how much weight they'll gain and they're not double their weight but you know i put a third of their weight back on we we're catching wolves that are huge like they're Big, big wolves, but they're skinny, so they're only weighing, like, 70, 80 pounds. Maybe, I think one we caught was, like, 94 pounds. But, you know, come springtime or, you know, February, that wolf's probably 120 pounds, maybe more. You know, so they're a big animal. They're, they're powerful, too.
0: Tall, lean animal. Um, Have you seen that one video of the wolf that's on the highway? And, like, he comes, up, he comes over. That motherfucker, if that video doesn't send shivers down wolf. your spine, he's fucking big. Yeah. And he's scary looking. Because like you know, biggest the, wolves in the world. He's Albert. got uh, he's got high he's got uh, headlights on him, so his eyes are kind of glowing a little bit. And I'm telling you what, that is a hundred pounds of yeah. do not fuck
1: with. So when when you go to these and, and you got a wolf and he's on in a, on a leg snare, you don't ever worry about that motherfucker coming undone when you're going to. Put him down. Trust a little the process. Bit. Trust yeah. the process.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know if, it, if you're not worrying about it, you're gonna get bit. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute oh, you're too shit. comfortable with an animal like that, right, you're gonna get bit. So you never want to be too comfortable with it. But yeah, uh, but one problem we had when we were trapping wolves in the fall with leg holds on the logging roads, we were having a problem with guys shooting the wolves. You know, we were testing different traps and you know um want to see what works and if there was leg damage you know we were we were letting you know um, i guess there's trap agency know like if there was any damage to the wolf's leg if there is then that trap doesn't get approved for use so we were testing these traps so people were shooting these wolves so i mean we want to see what the wolf's reaction to the trap is we wanted them alive so what we were having to do was put them on chain drags like a nine foot ten foot chain and put a you know, great big travel hook, mm-hmm. often like a half inch steel travel hook, and so they drag the trap off the road so nobody sees them, and then they get caught up on something. I right. mean, you can go find because they just destroy everything through the bush. They mow everything off where they get hung up. And yeah, we were—I wasn't there, but the biggest one or the coolest one we ever got was big black one. And my brother and my dad were wheeling up to where the trap was, and they seen the dirt was all tore up you know they have one they're about to stop and all of a sudden the wolf he was in one side of the bush coming running right across in front of the truck with the dragging the chain (laughs) and went off into the and it was great big black one yellow eyes on him Mm -hmm. just like something you see out of a scary movie man it was huge wolf like my old man's 300 and some pounds and he's got it in his arms after we shot it and it was like it's a big animal and people say we got wolves around here we might have like coy wolves or whatever they call them, red wolves. We ain't got timber wolves down this far south. When you see a timber wolf, you know what? Because those things are huge; they're killing machines, <laughs> and there won't be any livestock left around if they're here. So, what, so, uh,
1: what do their hides go for? <coughs> What's a wolf hide uh, go for?
2: No. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they still worth something. Um, coyotes used to be worth something too. They were A few years ago, I was doing good on coyotes until Canada Goose coats there. They dropped using the fur trim, the coyote trim on the hoods. Mm -hmm. They dropped that, so fur prices went to shit for coyotes are not even more skinning anymore, so it's too bad. You know, you see lots of guys throwing out coyotes. I skinned a coyote one time. A guy shot it with a shotgun, but it was a beautiful red coyote, and I skinned it just because I thought, you know, it was damaged, so it'll go in the damage pile, but I'll still get probably top dollar of the damage pile because it was just a beautiful red. And because of the royalties we have to pay to sell it to the government, or to sell it, the government charges us a royalty, I ended up having to pay $0.17 cents to sell that coyote. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what, 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 is a wolf,
1: what does a wolf go for? Uh, Geez, 100, 100 bucks maybe? Oh, I need, to get, I need to get me one of those. I'd buy me one. I'd I, buy uh, a wolf. Why are you looking me up like that? Tan, that?
2: so that's where the industry is, where the more money is, is tanning it yourself. And then selling the tanned hide you know that's what people like yourself would buy you know to throw in the back of the couch or something like that tanning it tanning it's a whole different ball game i just skin them and flesh them and sell them to the fur auction right but uh well i've tanned a few it's a, it's a big process so
1: what's a tanned and hide? that's what run five hundred dollars
2: yeah yeah i don't know probably i haven't it's been so long since i even looked it up you know that's because they haven't been worth anything i mean we we stopped skinning them
1: just because ain't worth it i'd know. buy i'd buy a tan wolf hide Andy's laughing at laughing yeah. i wish
0: i had your kind of money jeff i wish i had your kind of well money. you
1: won't have my money because i'm gonna No, you're it gonna, all gonna fucking blow
0: it on on wolf hides i'd buy me one i don't have that <laughs> it's gonna else. fucking rot and i'm gonna have to throw away when you're I've dead got, i've got hair's line. gonna
1: be falling out of it i gotta throw it away i got mount lines that 500 I bucks is worth it I, I would like i would like uh, yeah. i put one in my office i think it'd be pretty cool you need to get a i'm supposed line. to go
2: down to see uh dusty and alex fabulous there so if i go down there i'll bring you we'll
1: fight down there you go No, I, right. I damn sure put one up i'd be proud to have it too so yeah they're but, cool are, are they making their way south because yeah, dumbasses want to re, reintroduce them because
0: you said they have basically yeah. eaten themselves out of house and home up there are, are y'all starting to are they making their way into southern canada
2: yeah i would say so we're probably going to see them here eventually i mean yeah. we we always have bears here but now we got crazy amount of bears here we never had really moose around here and now we're seeing all kinds of moose so you think that's because everything's pushing
0: you think that's because the wolves have pushed the bear and moose down
2: yeah well yeah and there's other things too logging and stuff like that i mean logging's good though too you know it for regrowth yeah uh, that's that feeds the moose and stuff but i would say wolves have you know something to do with it they're pushing things south
1: you know sure we uh in the especially the western states, those idiots feel sorry for them starving fucking moose uh, or wolves, so then they want to reintroduce them, and they're eating up fucking Yellowstone in places. And my advice yeah. to anybody that lives anywhere that's got a moose: shoot that fucker. I mean, a wolf: shoot wolf. that fucker. You know, just let it lay. Just you know, yeah, because shoot they're they're going to kill everything out. They're going to eat every fucking thing up. They're like fucking democrats. They ruin everything. So.
0: Why, well, do you, why do you think that it followed you back to camp just because you were something that it didn't know if maybe this is a possible food source and we got to go scope it out?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they're burning so much energy. Any smell that they're not used to, yeah. they're following it. You know, we probably had something on us that they like, and, and they busted us too. They They avoided all our snares. We had to reset all our snares. I mean, that's where trapping gets tough. You know, if you get busted like that, you got to clean everything set it all back up again you know it, it was a lot of work and i mean you're doing that and it's also minus 43 i mean you yeah, take your it's not like, like i have yeah. big wolf or uh, moose mittens on you take them off you're getting frostbite
0: yeah. in two
2: minutes if you don't get your gloves back on so it's not an easy process but uh, i tell you what it it was so long ago i start to forget about it but it was pretty cool when you're that far in the bush and the mountains and stuff it, it, it's it's neat so
0: so it made the connection that this smell this odor that i'm smelling is is human and i need to avoid it when i smell it out there because it's not it's not yeah. anything that i can eat so fuck it i'm not even gonna bother with it yep they Jeez.
2: probably just smelled something on it and and i mean they walked around every snare it wow. was just crazy every one they come to they just go around it around Holy it and it was something fuck. that was on my gloves or my hands or whatever you got to be quick um especially with coyotes coyotes like Usually wolves don't, you know, that's where wolves are pretty smart, but uh, coyotes, I mean, you can get busted so easily. For instance, like when I'm setting a foothold wolf trap, my old man always taught me, do not put your knee on the ground and do not put an on the ground. If you take your hammer and you have, I always set with one glove on and one bare hand. My bare hand touches the tools. The glove hand only touches the trap. Wow. So the cotton glove doesn't have any sense on it. If you touch your knee to the ground, that coyote's going to smell you. you drop that hammer on the ground. Don't put it back. We always try to keep the handle up on the bag or the pail or whatever you're setting out of. Keep it off the ground. You put that handle on the ground, he knows you're there. And if you're over that trap, if it takes you more than two, three minutes to set a coyote trap, he's going to bust you every time.
1: Do you have to so boil your, your tra- traps? Do you, do you have to boil yeah, your traps?
2: So we used to boil them and then, you know, dip them. And, uh, it's like a, a dye. we dye them, um, but now we have all those below foot snares like I was talking about that we endorse and we use. Um, we got them all in stainless steel now, so we don't have to do nothing. They're, they're, they're preset, free. We set the poundage on everything. We handle them with, you know, brand new sets of gloves every time before we go out. So they're, they're ready to go. You get out there to be a fishing Kyle chopper. You got to have everything ready, organized to go, get out there, and get them in the ground quick get back in the truck and get going so two less sense the better less time
1: two minutes is all yeah, you two, have yeah two
2: three minutes you gotta pound them in yeah
1: How, what about a wolverine have you caught very many wolverines
2: i have not no i haven't caught a wolverine i don't even know if i've seen one alive i i know i've got a few rugs on buddies that have killed them but no i've never seen one never caught one I caught some. my brother caught a, a badger over in uh, europe
1: mm-hmm. they're like
2: twice the size of our badgers Oh, it's sure. crazy.
1: That'd be a mean fucker there. Yeah. That, that would be a Wolverine.
2: It, like it dug. We caught him at the bottom of a tree and it dug like a four foot trench all the way around the bottom of this tree. I've never seen anything dig like that. It was crazy. So, and there are foxes over there. They're red foxes, twice the size of our red fox. Really? And they're just beautiful. Oh, man. We've beautiful, got a, beautiful. A, I've animals. got a red
0: fox that he lives in my neighborhood. I see him. You at have nine. a gray fox. No, he's red.
1: No, he's gray. No, he's gray. He is a gray fox.
0: He's gray. He's fucking, he's a cute little guy. See, he th- tries to lie to people oh, yeah. here. I had to
1: straighten him out right there. Did you hear that? No, I'm pretty sure he's red, He's yeah. a gray fox. They just have a red tint to him sometimes. Trust oh, me. Oh,
0: well, fuck. I got a red gray fox. It's Sorry. A gray, it's a gray yeah. fox. He's There's yeah, house cats yeah. that are bigger than he is. I mean, he's tiny little fucker. Yeah,
1: little guys. Yeah. They yeah, make, they they make, yeah they make, my brother caught a few. They make good pets, they say, too. Fox? Yes, I've seen them up north where people actually make make pets. Now, out of is this them.
0: a red gray fox or just a no, gray fox or a red fox? I'm talking
1: red foxes up north and arctic foxes in Alaska. You've got a gray fox. That's I've what got we a have gray fox that's red. They just kind of, they have a they have have a rust tint to them. Kind I'm of. gonna look this up. If you see a real red fox, it, me and you, I just had this fucking conversation with your mom the other day because we saw one by the house and it wasn't red. Like, it, was that, red it was a red, but it wasn't red. Fox. I go. That's a gray fox. We had to look it up. And then the gang, so we've Lone Star Lone Star Law had them on, and I showed I told her I showed her the difference.
0: Yeah,
2: it'd be a gray fox. We caught them in God, Texas. Thank you. They uh, they uh, got a gray back. They'll have red on the sides. That's why you think it's a red fox. Yeah, but they're a lot smaller and they have a gray back. Yep.
1: Yeah, well, it's gray or dark back. That, that that that's the score now is 116 to two. 116 times <laughs> I've been right. Two times Andy's been right. So, I wasn't
0: lying to people. I thought I legitimately had a red fox. I did not realize that a re- that a gray fox
1: were also colored red. They have a rust color to them. Yes. Or otherwise did known as red. Did you see a red? picture of a red fox? There's no, when you see a red fox, you're just like, oh, that's a red fox. Well, I keep getting the comedian. So, uh, what did, oh, well, he's a funny fucker. If you see him walking down there, he would let me know I'd like to go <laughs> visit with him. <laughs> see if he can take dad along with him, too. Yeah. Hey, uh, what about a, uh, you catch lynx? Uh, so, my
2: dad caught a 27-pound lynx. I think it was 27 pounds, something like that and a wolf snare and we got a full body mount of it jumping for a ptarmigan it it's cool yeah it uh, they're really beautiful you should their fur is so soft it is crazy they're worth money you know the link sides go for quite a bit of money
1: do, y- do y'all have many bobcats where y'all are at or not not
2: man not like texas uh, I, we don't have with the odd one around, but you guys have lots down there.
1: You know, right? I saw bobcat just to me go coming in. That's the first bobcat I've seen in two months. Probably I we I don't see bobcats like I used to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we have the numbers or down right now on them, but I mean it, usually it's not nothing to see a bobcat. I mean it's pretty common. I mean, it, it don't happen every day, but if you've seen one every day for two weeks straight, I I used to see them in the morning doing good. Anytime I'd scout for geese, especially if I go by an old homestead or something, old abandoned house, you'd see some around. But I haven't seen bobcats this last two years like I used to see. And I saw one They're today. They're mean
2: bastards. Whew,
1: boy, let me tell you, I tried to make one a pet one time, and that was a big fucking mistake. <laughs> that fucker was about six weeks old. And it's like having a Tasmanian fucking devil got loose in the house. (laughs) And that was, I I was going to get it declawed. I called a vet, was going to get it declawed. And I was going to have a fucking, I had it all figured out. I was going to get a bright orange collar for it. He was going to ride around in my truck with me and scout geese in the morning and shit. The thing lasted about four days at the house. And I took it to a lady that was a, I don't know, a rehab lady. And I let her have the cart case and everything. I didn't even want to take it out of the just dog crate. It, I lady. said, here, you can just have the crate. That was the meanest son of a bitch I've ever been around in my entire life. It was fucking, you
0: would just walk. We had just had, uh, Dylan was just born. She was a couple months old. My son had just been born. It's like, this is not a good idea. Like, you know, you've got grandkids that are just ball, football at this point. You can't have a fucking wild animal <laughs> around a fucking defenseless little baby that's just now learning how to roll over, that's a terrible idea. You would walk past uh. that cage, and, like, it would just fucking lunge at you. You're like, you mean little fucker. There ain't no, there's no amount of time on this earth that you can spend with this animal that's going to make it just... Put an orange collar uh-huh. on it and ride
1: around looking at geese. L- L- let me tell it. you something. I was going to have it at the lodge and run around in the kitchen and shit. Wrong idea. But that was leverage is all that was. Michelle got so much leverage by that because I had wanted one forever and the opportunity arose. So she gave in knowing it was going to be a failure. So... Later on in life, she could say, you know what? I need a new Louis Vuitton bag. Remember when we got that bobcat? You know, there was always a reason why. So I figured it out. It wasn't because she was really being cared about me what my want was. It was that she knew it was going to fail, and she could use it for leverage later. Well, and
0: the vets knew it would fail, too, because Jeff wanted to get it declawed, and they're like, no, like, if if hypothetically we have to introduce this back into the wild and it doesn't have its claws, well, it's basically a death sentence. So like, right. that was the vet's way of saying, like, we're not going to take the claws out because there's a better than good shot that it's going to have to be a, a wild animal here in the next couple of weeks. So well, it, it needs something to catch food with.
1: That mean little bastard didn't need fucking claws. That some bitch was meaner than shit. Didn't that shit
0: like just smell oh, putrid? Oh god, a
1: mighty, and then it it, uh, it, was, it was horrible. I thought it would use a litter box. It was a bad, bad, bad deal on my part. I mean, it was, it was a rough
0: a, week at the Stanfield house. Oh, it
1: was bad. I was so happy when I called this girl, and I was like, hey, have you ever reintroduced a bobcat? No, I've always wanted to. Well, let me tell you, I'm rehabbing one that we found in the woods. Dropped it off to her. I mean, I did. I met her at the fucking uh, old Kmart parking lot in Wichita Falls. Me and Coach Steele. And I had that thing in the kennel. And I was afraid that somebody's going to eat its way through the damn dog crate (laughs) in the back of my pickup. I almost put it in the very back of the pickup. I put it in the back seat. I was like, you let me know if that little bastard gets out so we can get out of this fucker. It's
0: like they're riding with Michael Myers
1: in the back seat. Just like always. Like, fucker's going to come get us i did i gave him that crate her and her boyfriend i go here you go well here we'll, we'll put him in this crate He said no 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 no, 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 no. i this want I all w- yours. i want to donate this to habitat for humanity or whatever you call your place <laughs> here you go take it lady and she t- oh fuck uh, oh, man. <laughs> you guys from texas are crazy i'm telling you <laughs> so six months later i messaged her i said hey how's old roscoe doing or whatever i was gonna name him i can't remember paco was what i was gonna name paco is gonna be his name so how's old paco doing well, Paco will only let my boyfriend feed him, and he only likes to, eat, likes to eat raw chicken. I was like, okay, and he's he's very temperamental. Yeah, that motherfucker was a temperamental <laughs> son of a bitch when we dropped him off to you. <coughs> um, oh, the shit we do for yeah, entertainment, I uh, mean. Now I would buy my buddy in tech. Oh, sorry. I would buy a pet coo, a, a pet bobcat. If someone had one that was completely trained, house broke and stuff, I'd pay good money for one right no, now. You still
0: can't. I mean, that, there's a wild side side to these fucking animals that just anyway, think about it. You, you've got a, you've got. A, I a, a, tornadoes
1: for fun. You're you've got bobcats, a right.
0: one year old granddaughter. Do you not think that that bobcat is going to see her coming around the corner? Like, all right. I got this one sized up. I said one fucking
1: pounce on it. I said one that's house broke completely.
0: Jeff, it takes generations removed from the oh. wild. You can't just pluck one out of the out of the wild and expect it to. Cats, cats aren't even fucking domesticated. All oh, you're there. All they want you to do is clean their shit box and throw them
1: food every once in a while. If they don't, if a fucking cat doesn't want to be pet, forget about it. Have It'll you, beat the shit out of you. Have you seen them Egyptian cats that you can get? They're pretty cool looking. They're wild looking. Have you seen those? I thought about buying one of them right now. I'm never having another pet. Ollie's the last pet we are ever going to have, and that was Michelle's idea. We wouldn't even have him, mm-hmm. and then he's become my dog. But anyway, it'd be pretty. It'd be a cool deal. So, have you ever had a time when you were trapping that you that something got off when you were fixing to go, Pop get gassed it or shoot it or whatever?
2: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've had I had one time a coyote. I went to uh, I went to take snare pull off him and put him in a cage. And something, the snare pull had back, like the cable on the snare pole backed off too soon, and I had no real option. I was getting a $100 a piece for him alive just on the dog pens. They run them with dogs. And uh, I went to grab him, and the snare came off, and he turned over, and Ooh, basically that. just— uh, and i was like 18 or something like that it just turned into a wrestling match with a coyote he <laughs> fucking bit me too right on the hand he got mm. me good but i ended up getting him into the cage and then the funniest time was i had we were building i was like yeah probably 15 16 years old and i put a skunk a caught a skunk and i put him in the gas chamber and we were building my parents new place and shop at the time and this lady truck driver was getting our uh delivering our trusses for the house so i got the skunk in the gas chamber and she's back in the transport in the yard you know dropping the trusses off and i go grab the skunk and i'm you know trying to avoid her and i just you know it's dead it's eyes rolled back tongue hanging out and i just pull it out of the cage i throw it in the back of the four-wheeler, and i'm gonna go bury it so i pull up to her and she can't really see the skunk in the it's like a dump box on the four-wheeler or whatever she can't, can't see it and she needs me to sign something, so I jump off the her, that's sitting behind me, <laughs> and I go over and I'm I'm signing for the trusses. Well, skunks, one thing they they hibernate, right? So this was you know in towards the springtime, and this can happen well into May and June when they wake up, their system takes time to speed up, and you can put them back into hibernation mode, gas them, and you can't kill them. They just they you know you can eventually kill them. You got gas them for like thirty minutes, right? So. I didn't even realize this guy just went back into hibernation mode and looked dead. Oh, shit. So all of a sudden, I'm signing the papers that to hand it to the lady, and she's just, the, 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 the. <laughs> she just can't even talk. And she's pointing behind me. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I turn around, and the skunk is literally standing on his hind feet. And he just wobbled like something you know you see on TV. Just looked drunk, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I put the four wheeler in neutral and just pushed it down the hill in our yard and out to the field. <laughs> it just rolled away. And that skunk eventually jumped off four wheeler, got away. I was like, well, "That's the one that survived." That's so yeah, that was a, a couple close calls. But yeah, we've had uh, oh shit, what was it? The this past winter. I get a call about this old like townhouse or something like that. You know, They didn't have enough money to fix it up, but they had coons in the attic. So we, we said, okay, we'll do it for free. Help this lady out. We get a call from, and there's, of course, right next to it, it's a daycare. We get a call from the daycare, and they say there's a coon hanging out of the soffit.
1: Mm-mm.
2: I thought, okay, yeah, like I've heard shit like that before. There can't be a coon hanging out of the soffit. These things climb for a living. Yeah, well, we pull up and it had a big female coon had got her ass wedged in the sausage and she's hanging upside down. She's been hanging there for like hours, maybe all night. And she's stressed out, pissed off. And she's also on the second story. So I put a ladder up beside her. We put two ladders. My brother goes up one side, I go up the other, and I wore they're supposed to be bite-proof gloves yeah well, they ain't bite-proof
0: <laughs> because she's hanging upside down my
2: brother goes to put a snare pole on her and she's fighting the snare pole. she's got she's hanging so she's got both hands right good to go upside down and i just you know i'm 20 feet up so i said "The hell with it and just grabbed her right by the neck and stuffed her against the building ripped her out of the hole she turned latched onto me i come down that friggin ladder and she's just <laughs> gnawing on me <laughs> i get to the bottom of the ladder and i don't know what the hell happened i look at this young lad. And this young lad he's like 21 he's been working first for first like a year or two he looks at me like he's having a panic attack because i got this coon just crawling up my arm and i said you know i got gun to put it in a trap i got a goddamn daycare right beside me right so i go behind the truck and i throw the coon like just uh, it's gonna run in the backyard to like, get rid of this problem and then we'll just <laughs> tie this up it goes like a flying squirrel and just wham hits the ground. It's dead. <laughs> What? Had, had a heart attack. Oh, shit. Apparently. Oh. had a heart attack. And now, now I've got, now dead you got a dead coon. With a daycare. Mm-hmm. The kid's on the edge of the fence. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. What
0: the fuck are we doing yeah, right now?
1: Yeah, that,
2: uh, that was a funny one this year. but getting bit, had to get shots and whatnot. But, oh, <laughs> crazy. yeah, we deal with the – every year there seems to be. And I'm always the one that – that's where I come in handy for those stupid jobs. That's, that's my role in the company. <laughs> my brother's there. the brains.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's the biggest yeah. bear you've caught?
2: Um, my dad caught one 475 pounds at a dump. Um, I, I shot one 290 pounds a couple of years ago. So they don't get monstrous. Oh, well, wow. I had one come to my bait. Big bears, hard to kill. They're smart, right? They get big for a reason, just like Anthony. And, uh, I had a monstrous bear on the bay. He would have been over five uh, for sure a couple years ago, had uh, two years ago, and I seen him once this year. He came through my camera once, and I and right away I knew it was the same bear. You know, so it. Uh, but yeah, four hundred seventy-five pounds—the biggest one I ever seen.
1: You know the Oklahoma but, the Oklahoma record, and I'm assuming in Oklahoma the bears don't hibernate as much because right. it's not as cold. Is over? I think six hundred and seventy pounds is their state record bear. In eastern Oklahoma. Wow. That's a fucking monster-ass bear. I, a 200-pound bear is big to me because, you know, everybody in Texas thinks bears are going to eat your ass every time you go in the woods. We're scared to death of bears, you know, because we just kind of like people up north think pigs are going to get them. We're the same way with, mm-hmm. with 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 bears. But, yeah, 675-pound bear pretty close to it is a state record in Oklahoma.
0: He got it with a – guy got it with a bow, bow also. What
1: did it weigh? 675. Okay. That's a big – I bear. think they got –
2: Got one up here over seven. Wow! All that long ago. We had, a, yeah, it's it's crazy
1: huge. We had a kid on from North Carolina or South Carolina, and they killed something that right at a thousand pounds.
0: What is their <laughs> temperament? Whenever you walk up to them, are they pissed? Pissed
2: in a foothold? Yeah. I got a video from when I was a kid, and it, it you know it's on a it's on a snare that's tied to a tree, a foot snare. So it has got like a three foot leap. And they got like a six foot wingspan, right? Yeah. It was like five, six feet up in the tree when we got there. And it just deleted everything around this cedar tree. Like it mowed it off. Looked like it took a brush hog. And we got there it was in the tree. And my old man went to walk around. And I'm running the camera. I'm looking at the screen. And in a split second, it came out of that tree and swung with its offhand. And I got it on video. And It's old shitty video. You know, those old cameras and it missed my old man's leg by like inches it swung at him no right. it was mad.
0: and they're yeah, pow- they get- i mean a leg sweep like that and you're in a world of hurt oh,
2: oh yeah I, you're uh you're losing something anyways but yeah they're they're crazy powerful animals and they're mostly docile like when i'm i have one come right up the tree this year and bear hunting and i had to spray him in the face with bug spray to get the get him back down that? that's a little nerve-wracking it was like 250 pound bait. i got I, it was on my instagram i was taking videos of them and they started coming up the tree and i was like okay get put the phone away <laughs> you come right up the tree and i is, sprayed bug spray and he went right back down and started eating at the bait they just don't they don't care right it's they're, on uh, your instagram now uh no it was Did on my story it? i might oh, have, okay. i'll send it to you say, yeah I, i've it's, seen uh, the videos
0: of the guys like in the tree stand or whatever and uh you know the bear just straight up there and what do we got up here yeah Yeah, bear hunting's
2: a love hate thing right like they're a very docile animal you know it's not the funnest thing in the world shooting them but i love eating bear they're good eating a nice like 200 pound bear 250 pound bear is nothing better and uh and you know they got to be managed too they're hard on fawns around here they're hard on deer populations so i don't mind hunting them and uh but you know they it's it's exhilarating, I guess. You know, you get a bear coming in underneath you, you know, but they they don't see real good, right? So they'll look right at you and they can't make you out. They smell good. They're like they, pigs. They yeah. stand up. Uh, yeah, like it don't even matter though, wind direction. They're gonna find you. They uh, they know you're there and they're gonna circle in behind you. And once they figure out, man, it's just another guy, they, they come in. Big bears, they'll stick away until the little bears the little bears come in and see if any little bear get shot, and then you might get a big <laughs> bear to come in. But, yeah, no, bear, big bears are real, real smart. It, uh, I had three at one time all around me, and it was dark this year, and I had to get out of the
1: stand. Oh fuck
2: that. And, like, yeah, that, well, I sat for, like, an hour after dark. You know, and I'm texting, I'm yelling at them, get yeah. out of here, get out of here, and they don't want to leave. Like, oh, they're, they're eating shit. bacon, grease, and donuts. Right. They ain't leaving.
1: Fuck they love on. that shit. I'd stay there, too.
0: Fuck you, I'm not that afraid <laughs> of you.
1: <laughs> Have you seen the video of the yeah. bear that pops himself in the nuts? the video oh yeah <laughs> he himself in the nuts. yeah he's playing he he's pulling on something like a strap or something that fucker comes up and that somebody hits him right in his cods, and he he grabs his balls he's rolling oh, oh bro he's whining and shit and holding his nuts yeah,
2: <laughs> wow. yeah that would hurt I could, it hits him good too
1: yeah, maybe it's a board or something but he's pulling on the summit and it fucking breaks loose a whack right in the nut sack boy <laughs>
2: It's uh, I thought it was like a like a driveway marker like it was like Maybe a, that's hey, what it was, he was. scratching his back, eh? Yeah, that's um, what it I was. I think he scratches back <laughs> on a fence post, and he moves his foot and it, it was like a driveway marker <laughs> that was bent over and it comes up and slaps him.
0: Oh, oh. I'm watching yeah, it. He's that a he's that he's just destructive little fucker. Yeah, I well. mean he's just <laughs> His oh fuck! Ball, I missed
1: it. His balls get destroyed.
0: He does. He's like, oh, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he is. He's got, he's got some wires, some sort of cable. Oh, I got him right. In the head. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> That's awesome. They, they're just yeah. fucking. They're so funny. <clears throat> they're so cool to look at. Um, I mean, yeah. they look Very like awesome animal to watch. They, I mean, just like that. They look just like a overgrown lab or something like that They're
2: just yeah and that's you know what makes a hard part especially when you see little ones oh it makes oh yeah shooting shooting them it's it's tough uh, and then they have their their death moan you know you don't hear oh, people like guys don't talk about that too much in bear hunting like oh my god if a liberal ever seen that they'd lose their mind The bear moan? but uh, that's, yeah that's they tough. get roaring uh, i nailed uh the one i shot two years ago I shot him with crossbow and he went 20 feet. He died where I parked my four wheeler, which was perfect. Mm-hmm. But you should, like, within 20 seconds, you should have heard that moan. It goes on for like one, two minutes. But it's kind of like, it's surreal. It's different than shooting a whitetail. Or mm-hmm. like I find shooting a whitetail after you got the jitters or whatever. But it's kind of like shooting a goat. It's not it's not really humbling i guess as much when when you shoot a bear it's the king of the woods you know right. especially here and uh when you hear that moan it's you know it's kind of surreal it's a real moment like a love hate moment you know it's you almost wish you didn't do it but at the same time it's like you tip the hat to them like you admired them kind of deal so yeah. yeah i like bear hunting for that reason i had
1: a cl- i had a client here two years ago was telling me he'd been to africa and he'd shot chimpanzees or bamboos or, or what are they called uh not bad, what's, what the, baboons? Yeah, and he said that it was means, yeah. like shooting said, a person. That's what he said. He said it was a whole yeah. lot different when you when you go look at them and stuff after it's over. You're like, oof. Mm. Said, you,
0: well, a little too close to home there. Yeah. So, uh, what what yeah. part what parts of the bear do you eat? Do you eat, and you can't eat them <coughs> year round, can you? Because they carry uh, diseases, or you just cook that out
2: um what's the disease yeah trigonosis yeah that's it's just like pork you got to make sure it's cooked right you can't you don't want to eat bear medium rare you want to eat it cooked you know and it's still really good like i make bear steaks and i've fed them to people here that don't hunt don't ever eat wild game and i've cooked prime ribs at the same time and they'll pick the bear steaks every time really let me tell you they're good yeah some bear you can eat you shoot a 500 pound bear or a 400-pound bear, like a big old boss, mm-hmm. he's going to taste like a dump, you know, just like an old buck. Sure. You know, some of them old whitetails don't taste that good. Um, but, you know, I, we make steaks of them. I took a full does
0: it shoulder. it just, when you when you cook it, it like a steak, does it look just it. like a pork chop?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, basically, yeah.
0: Just like a pork chop. Yeah, just
2: butterfly them. Yeah. we uh, I did a full pulled pulled bear shoulder. Oh, wow. I took the full shoulder, cut it off. Man, was it good. It was just like pulled beef, basically. It really? was amazing. Yeah. You would you eat it every day of the week. It was that good. Now- It, it looks just like a pig roast or a pig shoulder.
0: Do, do the way they taste, does that change as their diet changes throughout the year? So they go from, you know, because they, they turn basically herbivore during the uh, spring and summer months, don't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of tell, like, if you're- I've heard, like, guys that shoot them near dumps. Yeah. They taste like a dump bear. Yeah. Right. They taste like dump bears. You know, they eating garbage all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my the bears that I shoot, you know, I'm a beaver trapper. Right. So, and one of my best friends runs a Tim Hortons. So, <laughs> I have the two best baits for, for bears. So I have all <laughs> kinds of donuts, and I have an unlimited supply of beaver. beaver. Like, we kill hundreds That's of beaver amazing. every year. So, I just put them in the freezer. And so, my bears are eating pretty good. So, they they taste they taste pretty good that way. Have, so.
1: have you ate beaver before? That was a bad question to ask. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, back Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> um, fucking ha-
0: beavers have all lost their hair. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. Beaver hams. I've uh, a lad cooked the hams one time about a buddy of mine, and I ate some of the hams. So it, it's it's pretty good. It's all right. Uh, I've heard it's terrible to cook though, because you're cooking all the woody. You know, all they like, eat wood, yeah. so you're cooking the woody stuff out of it. So, it kind of smells like
1: shit when you're cooking it, but it. Uh,
2: no, they're not that bad. I know guys that eat wolf hams. I don't, I don't know. I know I wouldn't try and eat a dog. <laughs> the
1: Indians, eat, the Indians love mountain lion. They say that it's a delicacy. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. I don't know. What What about? Uh, you, have you had coon? No, I
2: know lots of guys that do eat raccoon though. They, they love it. It's just greasy, right? Greasy. I wouldn't eat the damn things because I've skinned so many of them. Ugh. Yeah, stinking things. Have you ever skinned a skunk? No, I have not, but know lots of guys that do and sell them.
0: We've yeah. got a guy that hunts with us, and that's what he does. He skins, he skins. I wanted to know, and I didn't get a chance to ask him, how do you get, do you just cut around that, that scent gland, that sack, that sprays the shit, yeah. and then just throw that out like a bladder or whatever?
1: You only fuck up one time cleaning mm-hmm. them. Oh, shit well yeah you're not really gutting it right so you just
2: you skin around it and you try not to hit it i tell you what's real bad is like a fisher or a weasel they uh-huh. got like a scent going right around their ass and uh-huh. if you hit that oh man it's brutal i was i was a kid skinning weasels one time and i hit it and the shit shot it and went, oh, oh no i didn't throw, ever, throw everything out <laughs> oh man yeah it uh, skinning you know, I skin lots of different stuff. I guess you guys don't have fishers there, right?
1: No, Mm-mm. fishers
2: are like a great big weasel here. They're probably the apex predator around here. They're they're like a pit bull cross with a cat. You know, they got cat claws. They got you know wicked set of teeth on them to get. You know, they're like a small little wolverine They climb. They're fast. You get some big males too. It, it, uh, they're the ultimate what, predator what, around how here. How do
0: you spell that? What is it called? A fisher. Fisher? Are they fisher. Like, are they fisher. like Martin Fisher?
1: Are they like Martins? Bigger than a Martin. Okay. Bigger than a Martin. It's like a big Martin.
2: Yeah. Looks like a Wolverine Look like almost. Looks just a Martin, but bigger.
1: See, we, we yeah. don't have them here. A little here. smaller than
2: a Wolverine. And we a little
1: don't ha- smaller. We don't have Martins here either. Martin fur goes for a lot, though, don't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah fellow that uh, works for us, he used to, you know, a big chunk of his income every year was his Martin. Like, he was getting like 300 bucks a Martin, and he'd kill it a pile of them. So I was saying the same fella the would trap wolves with. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll kill deer. They a fisher will kill dogs. Oh yeah, I have farmers tell me all the time they get see fishers on backs of deer. And, oh yeah, they'll take it big down. Ones, like, are they
0: pack hunters or are they uh, is it just solo? They no, can take you down, might down a deer might by a pair
2: together. Let me see that again. Yeah, like a small, like a, they'll go after a fawn or a young doe. Right. How
1: much do they weigh? Yeah, uh, what's a fisher weigh? Like Thirty pounds. pounds. Yeah, 20 pounds
0: probably. That's a weird animal. Like you said, he's got claws like a cat. He's got a tail kind of like a cat.
1: Looks like an African animal. Head
0: on almost like a wolf or a, a coyote or a dog. Do you see very long many of those? body like a
1: mountain lion? Do you, do you see many of
2: those? I got you don't see them because they're real smart. Often you don't see them, but I got I got pictures this morning on trail cameras getting sent to me of them. They're all over my place. They're in the Cedars. They're real hard on grouse and rabbits and stuff. Like, we don't have near as many snowshoe hare around as we used to because of fishers. But, you know, I was uh, – it wasn't all that long ago I was killing fishers getting 100 – I think I averaged $168 a hide, and now they're worth 20 bucks. And they're harder than hell to skin cause they got that. no fat. They're full of muscle. Their neck's a- bigger than their head. They're just – yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks um, – So, they're – what are they are I'm they all see one of these, those mounted That's they're also badass. pissed off whenever you find them into in the snares fight on your hands well i,
2: I don't snare them i don't, don't? snare them i use connie bear traps in a pail yeah on a running pole I've, I've seen them alive caught one by a leg one time by accident and it chewed the damn tree off i mean they're ugly really ugly yeah they uh like their their claws are so sharp you'll be skinning them and all of a sudden you, you know you You slip or something like that, and they catch it. They just slice your eight open. Yeah, they're no fun. They'll be full of porcupine quills, too. They'll mess with them. They're smart. Yeah, they'll slash at a porcupine, because the porcupine's retina runs on the bridge of its nose, and he'll slash the porcupine to blind them, and then grab them by the face and flip them over, because there's no quills on their belly, and then kill them from the inside, you know, eat them inside out.
0: That's fucking...
2: They're smart bastards.
0: It's so... The way that animals are in tune with how other animals operate, just like him, just knowing, like, yeah. okay, I know where his eyes are, and I know if I can ever get him <coughs> on his back, I can eat him. Yeah. How many he, fishers he had to kill. get fucking poked before the fishers that we have today know, nope, I just got to get him on his back, and I know where his eyes are.
2: And they still get poked. That's a bastard oh, yeah. of it. You'll be skinning them and then handling the fur and drive a quill into your hand or something like that. Oh, Almost all of them see. have quills in them yeah oh man it sucks (laughs) getting stuck by a pork pine is no fun
0: how do you get it out because it's got like other bar it's got hooks on it doesn't it the barbs the the quills do
2: yeah you got they're hollow though you can cut them cut them and then pull them straight out you you can pull them it's no fun we've had to do it with dogs i've had to put a chain in a dog's mouth and pull thousands out of a dog's face it's it's one of the worst damn things you ever do
0: so you just like but. basically bridle the dog almost and and just go to town. Put him
2: on table and yep, just put it put it in his mouth because he won't chew on the chain. My good friend of mine had a rottie, rottweiler, nice dog, but it tore into a porcupine one night and it's full face. We were we were four hours till four o'clock in the morning turning uh pulling quills out of three guys just holding that dog down
0: whoa it's terrible <laughs> Jesus, poor fucker yeah i wonder yeah. If we no. had a dog out here she would always she would find the skunks hopefully i mean if a dog finds a porcupine is he usually pretty keen to hey i'll stay away from it from now on or do they have repeated encounters
2: depends, depends what your dog's like my my lab here he's Pretty smart. He got whacked in the face and had six in his nose. And he, and that well, I've seen dozens of porcupine since, and he just goes up and smells them. But he stays back. He knows better. But I've seen, we used to have hounds, plot hounds, if you have a dumb coon tick or blue tick hound, they'll get into a porcupine and they get hurt. They get pissed off. They'll do it right again every time. But yeah, depends what the dog's like.
1: My so dumbass sure. brother one day, we were in Oklahoma scouting, and, and there was a porcupine in a tree. And he goes, I'm going to kill this thing with a stick. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be some fucking, yeah, a YouTube video right here coming. That dumbass is going to knock that porcupine out. Mm-hmm, it's going to land right on him, right and on I'm going <laughs> to laugh my ass off. And it turned out it was a goddang, uh, it was a bee's nest or a beehive that was up in a tree. Oh. It Could have been color. even better. And he says, I ain't fucking with, fuck with them bees. <laughs> I was like, shit. Yeah. But I was wanting it to be a porcupine so bad because I knew what was going to happen because he was going to poke at them porcupine. That fucker was going to fall on top of him. And I was going to laugh my so He wanted to get it mounted. He said, I'm going to kill it with the board and then I can get it mounted, which they do. You know, I've heard porcupines make really good pets, too. And I don't know. They said what that. What the fuck? Yeah. Who's
0: telling you this There's shit?
1: There's a guy. Uh, ask Coach Howth about it. There's a guy that um, the place up by Kroll. Um, I'm going to look it up. Uh, what, what's a cat? What's that state park up there? Uh, Anyways, they used to have a couple of them there, and the guy would. They, yeah, they make really good pets. They say. You're no. It's going to be one eighteen to two now. Is what's going to happen right now? That's what you're fixing to. You're fixing to witness two on one show here.
0: A porcupine <clears throat> can be a pretty easygoing pet.
1: There you go. But it can also be
0: prickly. Well, yes, it right. is possible to pet a porcupine. Wait a second.
1: Yeah. Again. So, do you have to remove the quills? I don't think you can remove the quills. That would be taking all their skin off. So, what would you do? I think they just pet them with like a leather gloves or something. They don't. That's they the don't. They don't shoot it at it. you unless they want to. Correct? Is that right? Yeah, they, they don't shoot. shoot. They don't shoot. They the don't quills. shoot them. Period. They
2: just. They can make them stand up.
0: That's yeah,
1: it. but they don't. I mean, if they're not threatened, they don't stand up. So, how do they release their quills?
0: Yeah. Or is it? Or is it? contacts you and then it pulls out or do I, they release them
1: i've seen yeah. 10 porcupines in my life maybe i've I'm seen too much of, much of a porcupine person i've seen two and
0: i didn't know Whoa. what the first one was <laughs> well Co- i was like what killed thousands of those things what yeah. the
1: fuck is this <laughs> Well, cory tell people how to get a hold of you and if they want to get some nuisance animals how to get a hold of y'all um
2: well our website is uh, nuisance wildlife control inc or nwc inc um dot ca dot and we also we just bought a store uh, wildlife control supplies we sell you know traps we sell some hunting gear and you know whitetail food plots and all kinds of stuff that's uh wcscanadastore.com and uh yeah we we do that the trapping keeps us busy for the most part but in the winter time it's so cold up here it's pretty slow so that's where you know, and in the fall, it, it I'll go. I used to go guiding a lot and out uh, west, and then in the wintertime, I just make calls, so
0: and then, I keep myself busy. And they can find you on Instagram at. Uh, give them your Instagram handle at right.
2: Corey Elkin.
0: Now, is your call Corey company Elkton, just my name? Does your call company have an Instagram, or is it just your name also?
2: Just just my name. I'm just selling them under my name. Right now, but as a I don't know. Yesterday, I might need one. I, 21 orders by 9 a.m. Actually, I don't I have Beautiful. a clue why they just went through the roof. Guy was so, pushing them on you, Facebook. Yeah, I I guess it. Uh, they're working pretty good. I got a new cut. You know, call making is something that I just you know always want to do. My brother and my father are both carpenters, mm-hmm. so naturally I was always around to lathe and stuff. I'm not a carpenter, but you know I took it a pretty honestly, I guess and so i once i got my spot here i just started working you know I had, i wanted to build a call that because i live on a little river system here so i wanted to build a call this is my grandfather's place and then when he passed i i live with my grandmother here and i wanted to build a call of the wood that he left cherry that he left here
1: oh, wow! and
2: use it to hunt ducks on the river here so i was kind of the story leading up i never <laughs> thought i'd be building calls for any type of money or anything and that was all i wanted to do and Next thing you know, I uh, built a few calls and then, like I say, I got for eight years in Saskatchewan. So, after that, I said, okay, you know, I want to build a call that you can take probably the biggest waterfowling stage in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I said, I want to go up there for eight weeks and take a set of calls out there and get it done. So, took a few calls out, and, you know, they worked and they probably weren't as good, not near as good as what I'm making now, but it's been a, a learning process and... I think with like, you know, guiding. You know, once you do waterfowl hunting for a living, you know, it, it makes you competitive. Mm-hmm. And when I, I didn't necessarily quit guiding, but when I quit going to SASK, you know, you gotta, you gotta feed that addiction some other way. So, I think call, call building is kind of the same way. You try and get better and better and better. And I'd say in the last six months, my calls have improved and improved, and guys are really catching on to them. And you know, I, even last night, I, I, I thought I messed up a call last night. And, uh, turn around, I ended up probably one of the best sounding calls I've made yet. And I got myself a new cut, I think right now. So a little bit, a little bit shorter, shorter tone board, short, shorter reads, a little more snappier than what I have been building. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, the call building's taken off big time for me. So it's keep, keeping me busy. I don't know if I wanted to be that busy, <laughs> yet, you know, looking back at it. The worst part is, is in the wintertime, trying to build calls out in the call shop. Fucking cold. cold as shit. <laughs> trying to keep that shop heated it isn't cheap either. So I ain't making a whole lot of coin <laughs> building wooden calls. So.
0: It's like but, Bob Ross says, no, it's good. there's no mistakes, just happy accidents. That's right. Well, you, we, go. you got a new call out. We, we, no, have,
1: we have really enjoyed visiting yeah, been, with it's you. It's been a lot of fun. How, how far are you from Stowe, Vermont? Two hours?
2: Oh, oh I think I'm a little farther than that from vermont i'm to to lake placid i'm two and a half hours
1: well if i get up the, that way this fall I on, well i end up every fall we go somewhere like that if i get up close to the border up there i holler at you and we can have a cup of coffee or visit one morning i'd sure enjoy that I, I've, absolutely anytime i appreciate that
0: well you be safe up there um it's been a lot it's been a pleasure talking to you my friend and uh be safe and hey real quick rabies shots. Is, the rabies shots is that a one-off or is it like a you have to get multiple shots, rabies shots?
2: Uh, so you, you get a rabies shot, and then you can get like a booster or uh, what do they call it? Um, there's a name for it anyways. You can get a booster after. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I have them all. I'm pretty sure. And I I didn't have to get a booster, though. It depends like you, on your levels and stuff like that. So right. They are good to get, though, because you don't want to get rabies. You only get it once, so.
0: Have you ever, no, have you ever no seen anybody that's it. had it? No. no. No,
2: I've never seen anybody that's had it. It, uh, But I know if you do get it, you're dead. So it, uh, there ain't no coming back from it. So well, and it ain't good to deal with either. It's, it's not it was a, bad up here. It's not a almost. pleasant
0: death either. I mean, it's pretty, pretty painful.
2: No. Well, look what it does to raccoons and stuff. Yeah. It was almost 90% of the raccoons we were catching had it probably five years ago. It was terrible, yeah. terrible you were just seeing raccoons wandering around in the middle of the yellow line just right out of it and they, the worst part about rabies is you don't know they can go like 190 days without showing mm-hmm. any signs of it so you can you don't know if it's got rabies it's not like every raccoon's foaming at the mouth and right. like you hear about they their eyes sink back in their head maybe but the, if they start acting strange it can be mange it can be some other distemper but you know it could also can be rabies too so you always want to be careful you get scratched by something like that. Get it checked out.
0: Yeah. All right, my friend. You be safe up there, and I'd uh, love to have you on in the future. It's good talking to you.
1: Absolutely. Anytime. Right. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you, you. You have a good day, and God bless you. That was fun. Very, very interesting, man. Very, very interesting. You man.
0: know, it's a shame. You look at old trades like that.
1: <clears throat> they're
0: almost all dying.
1: Yep, and they. but there's still a need for them. Mm.
0: I mean, but they're not
1: compensated for what they do.
0: No. You can't do it
1: for free. No, hell
0: no. That's labor intensive work fleshing out those animals. Yes it is. But I mean the tr- the fur trade is and what what's crazy is when you look at how massive it was 300 years ago, 400 years ago. The trade the trade market, the Have fur you, trade market.
1: There's a show about that. On Netflix. I think I know what you're talking about. And I about. can't remember the name of it. Frontier. Yeah, hey, I tried to start it. I watched the first season. The second season lost me. The first really? season I really liked. The second season I couldn't get into. I
0: wish. That pisses me off.
1: Oh, Magic. The Showtime one with Magic Johnson. Yeah. That's a very good series. I the first one come out. It's very good.
0: Jeff, message paying for his login stuff. Tell Why don't you just tell him? Tell Jeff. Him. He'll, he'll give it to you. Tell him that you got logged out and you need his, you need his login information. My the, the The stuff he gave me didn't work. How do you know he don't listen to this? He doesn't
1: listen. He doesn't. I <laughs> know he don't. He told me, so I've listened to y'all my whole life. I don't need to listen to y'all talk to people. Um, it's very, it's a very, very good series, though. And then I started watching Snowfall last night yeah. about the crack epidemic, and it's it's a good series, too. <clears throat> anyways, very good podcast today. I really enjoyed Corey. He's a really interesting guy. Fun times. Very good. Album. I want to go up that area. I want to hang out with him, and I want to see Rory and visit. So, anyways. I open the border. Thank you. I ain't getting a shot, though. If they open it up without a vaccine, I'm going to do it. I'm betting you when we go to Puerto Rico in May that we don't have to wear a mask on an airplane. I hope not. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to us. God bless you. Check out our Instagram. We're going to have some giveaways coming up pretty soon. Uh, got a brand new shirt coming out that's on our Facebook page. It's Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, home of the biggest cocks in Texas. It's a pheasant shirt. Anyways, thank you all for listening to us. God bless you all, and have a great day. Go check out all
0: of our wonderful sponsors. Beef is ridiculous right now. Go check out Steak Plains Meat, Stanford Hunt Outfitters, Gun Dog Outdoors, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Pacific Calls, Shin Gear Waiters, Dirty Duck Coffee, Boss Shot Shells, Dive Bomb Industries, and Alf Outdoors.